Hey, what's going on, world? Uh, welcome to the Next Level Speakers Podcast, yeah. the very first inaugural. You know what I'm saying? Drum roll. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't got no... Okay, come on. We got a little something. Uh, man, welcome to the Next Level Speakers Podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by my brother, Jeremy Anderson. Uh, you might be able to see the striking resemblance. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? No hat today. Boy, boys is out here clean shaving. I'll tell you. You know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of similarities. It's, it's funny. We hosting this together. We You know, we around the same age. Mm-hmm. Yep. Both got a boy, girl. Both mm-hmm. been married quite a while. Yep. Uh, both in the speaking industry. Yep. You know, I'm a little taller. Jay in a little better shape. I'm a little better looking. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But overall, you know what I'm saying? We're making this thing shake. Praise so um, listen, man, I'm super excited to bring you this podcast today because um, I think we're the first ones in the industry to do it. I yeah, don't know of anybody know. else who has a podcast focused directly on individuals who are in the speaking business or individuals looking to be in the speaking business. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm CJ. I've been ET's right-hand man, Eric Thomas, number one motivational speaker in the world. Been his right-hand man for about 15 years, which sounds like a long time until you consider the fact that Jeremy and E have oh, a 30-year relationship, <laughs> which I'm sure he'll talk about and we'll get into at some point. Mm-hmm. But both of us have been in this industry for so long. And, you know, I'll be honest, Jay, we get that's probably the number one question I get asked is, how do you get in the industry? How do you break through? Right. And Jeremy gets that same question all the time. All the time. And so we wanted to do this pod basically to bring you guys information and just have guests and highlight people and, you know, show you guys how to break into such a lucrative industry. Uh, Jay, talk to the people, man. How you feeling? Man, I'm good, bro, and excited. You know, it's crazy because for probably about the last six years, I would have cats slide in my DMs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cats, and a lot of them used to, like, former MLB Baseball players yeah, or football yeah. and NBA retired. Like, hey, I got a story. I, and they would always say, yeah. I follow you, E.T., Inky. Yeah. Can you mentor me? And I just never had the time, dog. Yeah. I was yeah. traveling, jumping, you know what I'm saying? And then I was just like, but, you know, the last two years I said, okay, we got a little time. And now we come together. And the podcast is another way we can add value. So C said something deep. You said this is the most, you know what I'm saying, amazing, lucrative field. But it's also the most fulfilling. Yeah. My dog, I can't yep. think of another industry. Mm-hmm. Forget being a surgeon. Okay, you make good money, but, bro, I can make what a surgeon making a year and a month. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? But I'm changing lives. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You might have saved a life, hmm. but I could change a life. And so it's just, I can't think of no other industry where you can make this type of impact and this type of money and sleep good at night knowing you're changing lives. Seeing that bank account rise, yeah, that kind no. of rhymed a little bit. Oh, come on, I'm changing lives on my bank account. Uh, rise. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> and, and again, um, and you know, the other thing I think that's dope about this industry is it's an industry that not many people know exists or not don't know that it's for them. For sure. Like I look at everybody who grew up and was kind of like the friend who everybody called, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. this, like so. It, so whether you know this is for you or not, it's like. That friend that everybody called when they had an issue. Right. Like, they want to talk to you. Come on. Right? Like, you're the one that pick up the phone. You're the strong friend. You're the one who was always speaking life. Maybe you were the class clown in school. Hmm. I know for a lot of us, I got voted class clown. Right. You know, but right. I, because I was always holding court, entertaining right. the class. Right. Um, I didn't know that this was a profession mm. until I met E. Facts. I'll be honest. And I had been speaking like I, I tell people all the time. I introduced the mayor of the city in eighth grade, gave a 20 minute speech on the news, standing ovation. Um, I won the governor service award. I won the president service award. I was speaking and doing all of this and didn't understand. And nor did anybody around me say, 
yo, you should be a speaker. Mm. Everybody's like, you should play football because that's what I was good at. Right. But that was a whole industry, and I didn't know it until I met E, and I was like, yeah. you get wait, I've been speaking. You get paid to speak? Right. And he was like, yeah, I get paid. Like, right. this is a career path. Right. 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 And it wasn't until somebody get, and I was like, oh. So I look at how many people out there right now, mm-hmm. you may just be in a, a, a ho-hum, mundane nine-to-five, and you have this gift. You have this personality. The message. You got the, the message, the electricity. You got the backstory. And you just have no idea how to get in. And so um, that's why this podcast is important. And, again, we're not just going to talk about, you know, just – you know, speaking in the industry and all of that. I'm going to ask you about Jax, Jewel, Tracy. You know, we're just going to share our stories and vibe out. And I guess to start, you know, since we're doing this episode, the first one, kind of just the two of us, um, let's talk about your origin in getting into the speaking industry. Obviously, you and E have this relationship back then, um, but... Share a little bit of the backstory for the people yeah. who may be listening for the first time. Like, okay, I'm not familiar with either one of these cats. How, you know, your backstory and then how you ended up in this. Yeah, so I I, I first met E, I was, I think I was 11 and he was 21. Yep. So he got me about 10 years and yep. uh, he came to the crib and then my pops had did this, his first logo for him for CBS, Concerned Black Colleges, uh, Concerned Black Students. And so he came to my crib, and we didn't even really engage much. But when he left, he put his hands on my shoulder. And he was like, man, young man, you're going to do great things. You're going to be a powerful king. God going to use you in a major way. And, bro, that had me ready to jump. I didn't even know who Buddy right, was. Right, 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 I just had never experienced nobody yeah. speaking life. And I can't explain it, see, but the way he hit his hands on my shoulder, yep. bro, I felt like electricity rushing wow. through me. And that was I was 11 years old. And so I've just kind of known him for years. Then he ended up being one of the teachers in the high school um, that kicked me out, but they had kicked me out before he was there. Then I came back, praise mm. God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But um, and then we just kind of was growing. Then I lost my ways and you know what I'm saying, and and disconnected from him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Not intentionally. I just knew I wasn't living the purpose. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Drugs and alcohol. And next thing I know, I'm hustling, selling weed by the pound and running nightclubs, and I wasn't living a life of purpose. Mm. And then I hit that crossroads about 13 years, 14 years ago, and uh gave my life to Christ, got baptized. And me and E was in contact throughout the years. Yep. But I remember when I called him, I was like, bro, I'm back. Mm. He, it was different. It was like, mm. I'm back. Like, my heart, my soul is back. And he was like, this is a great time to connect with me. So by 14, actually, no, about, about 15 years ago, we, we reconnected, got locked back in, like talking, you know what I'm saying, daily. And, uh, man, the rest is history. So 14 years ago, you call E and, and you let him know you back. Yeah. And does E suggest that you get into the speaking industry or how does that kind of work? So out? let me let me help somebody out real quick. So I was actually like, man, E, I'm back. And I've been man, I've been wilding. And I started like listing some of the different stuff I was doing. And E was like, he was like, bro, miss me with that. Mm. He was like, I don't care. He was like, bro, we all false short. Mm. We all sin. He was like, so let's just skip past. Yeah. All the crazy stuff that yeah. she was doing, and you ain't got to repent to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, that, I was yeah. like, man, I came a long way. I'm back. He was like, all right, all right we here. Now how we move yeah. forward? And yeah. so I was just like, I was kind of watching, but like you, I didn't mm-hmm. realize it could be a, like a profession. And so yeah. I was just kind of watching, peeping, and then I began to get invited to go to little churches and little schools here and there to share my story. Yeah. 
And that's when I really started tapping in with him for insight and tapping in with you for insight. Yep. And the main, the most brilliant thing I did was I just followed the advice. And I think that's going to be the pivotal thing about this podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about life and family and lifestyle yeah. and all of that. But like we giving you tangible things to apply because yeah. we want you to win. They ain't got to pay nothing for this podcast. Right. This next level speakers podcast don't cost you nothing. Right. We just sometimes yep. subscribe, tap in with us. Yeah. We're going to give you the game so you can go out here and change the world. Yeah. I think it's interesting too around that same time. Obviously, uh-huh. that you kind of came yep, back yep, to your senses yep. was <laughs> yeah. when me and E kind of linked up. And again, like I said, I had been speaking even when I met E. Like, so I was um, heading up what we called the African American Student Mentoring Program mm-hmm. in Michigan State and speaking. That before Advantage? That was before the yeah, Advantage, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Well, well, simultaneous kind of. Okay, okay. So E and my wife had started the Advantage on the other side of campus. I just never heard of it. Mm-hmm. They Because E started his own thing. Mm-hmm. I took over something that was like an institution that okay. had been going. Okay. So I was kind of frustrated because you know how it is when you take over something that's institutionalized. They got the rules already set in place. They got the budget set in sure. place. Here's what you talk about week one, week mm-hmm. two. And you know me. I don't like the color right. in between the lines. So I was like, man, at the same time, I was feeling like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm being held back. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a caged bird right now. My dad and E met at mm-hmm. a conference where E was speaking. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, maybe one of the first jewels I want to drop is get active. Right? E was active. Right? Like, he was so this is the the long story. I guess we got time. It's a podcast. I ain't got to rush. So he was supposed to have a gig, mm-hmm. and the gig got canceled. So then uh, my high school football coach called E up and was like, hey, can you come speak? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, bet my gig got canceled. So he went and spoke. My dad, who began like mentoring at my school when I graduated, was on the field trip with the kids and heard E speak. Look at God, bro. And was like, yo. I promise y'all, he hit me and was like, hey, you need to go check this dude out. I got his card. Come by the house and get his card. This back in the day, we didn't have, you couldn't just shoot a picture or nothing like that. Come by. So I went by the house. You know, I was in Michigan State. I grew up in Lansing. It's only 10 minutes away. I go get the card on Friday. Yeah, I'm not playing. Saturday, my dad calls me like, hey, make sure you go see this dude. Right. I'm like, pops, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? He like, no, no, no. I told him you was coming Monday morning, 8 o'clock. And I'm like, all right. He calls me Sunday. Right. He like, hey, don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> bro, I'm sitting there like, because he know me. I'm, you know, right. I'm in my 20s. Right. You know, right. I'm feeling right. myself. I'm like, yeah. who is buddy? Like, yeah, dad, yeah, you yeah. tripping. Monday morning. Mm. Phone ring. Pops. Pops, I'm on my way, bro. So I actually had to go. And I walked into the <laughs> office. And I remember I was like, yeah, I'm here to see Eric Thomas. At the same time I said that, he was walking out of his office and was like, yo, what's up? He's like, I'm E. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm CJ. And he was like, who? And I was like, yeah, I guess my dad met you at a hmm. whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, your father insisted we meet. And I was like, bet. He was like, come back to the office. I went back to his office. We started talking. That night, he had a gig mm-hmm. at Maxi's. Uh, it's a juvenile maximum facility, mm-hmm. maximum uh, correctional facility. Mm-hmm. Kids in there doing life. And he was like, yo, you should go with me. And I was like, all right, bet. We went to Maxie's that night and spoke to the students. I remember I was nervous as all get out because I was like, man, like, I never had to, like, speak, like, on the spot or, like, you know, somebody just tell me. So he was like, yeah, just go ahead and do, like, 20 minutes. (laughs) And I was like, 20 minutes? I was like, fam, that's a long time. Like, you know, these young kids, you know, they coming in hardcore, too. 
And mind you, I'm not that old. So they might be 17, 16, and I'm 21, 22. And he kind of gave me the mic. And I, you know, I spoke and did my thing. And I mean, it sounds hard to believe. I've been his right hand man since that day. Hmm. Like literally since that day. But when I say get active, hmm. a lot of times, you know, we talk about monetizing free. Right. You could say that day that he went and did that free gig may have been the best gig that he ever did in his life. And I'm not trying to big up myself, but I'm the one who helped E, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. He said it a million times, build a multi-million dollar operation and save hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives right. through the work that we've right. done. Right. But it was because he was active. Now, had he chose that day to go, I ain't trying to do no free gig. Right. Man, you know, my, my paid gig got canceled. Right. So it's like, the first thing I want to let you know is to get active and stay in your purpose because he was active and because I was active on the other side of the campus, I wasn't coming empty-handed either. Right. Like, I wasn't a dude who was just like, oh, I'm just a cat off the street. Like, yeah, I want to rock with you. I was already running this program at a high level. Right. So I left the program that I was running mm-hmm. at the end of the semester and was just like, bet, let's go full speed ahead. Right. Him and Candace was over there. Now, he didn't know, you know, I was looking at Candace like, whoa, <laughs> hold up now. I, I know we got work to do, but that looked like my wife right there. Right, right, you know, right. shout out to my wife, 14 years married now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting active, Jay. So mm-hmm. talk to us about early on for you, mm-hmm. like those first, and I'll get back to kind of me and E's origins in terms of like how we were moving. But early on for you, what did that look like when somebody was like, hey, can you just... Because I think a lot of us had that issue where they, like somebody's like, hey, can you come talk to... Mm-hmm. And you like, bet, I'll do yeah, it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So so I want to highlight, it was two free joints that he did. He did the first one um, at the school for the football players. Okay. And that's when he connected with your pops. Yep, yep. You you meet him. Yep. And then he does another free gig at the detention center, yep. the maximum security Oh, everybody got a little check for that, maybe. Okay, okay. Small. Right, I don't want right. to say it, it might have been like 150. Oh, yeah, so that was free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But but seriously, though, yeah. like he showed up. And so for me, when I first got into speaking, I wasn't even thinking about doing it as a professional making money. Yeah. I just knew I had something inside me to share yeah. that could help other people. And so when schools would call me or churches would call me and youth events would call me, I was just like, bet I'll show up. I was never even talking, thinking budget. Like, that didn't even cross my mind. I was just like, look, I got something to share. And I know what I share is going to change, save a life. Yeah. And so just me putting all them reps in yeah. and then getting it documented mm-hmm. is what helped me build an even stronger platform. So I tell people all the time, like, because a lot of folks is like, okay, how do I get to the bag? I'm like, all right, you'll get to the bag, but you even got a heart. Mm-hmm. Like folks want to get to the bag before they got the heart. Yeah, for and sure. And so, like when I look at the work, you know that E has been doing. He's been doing um, GED programs in the hood yeah. of Huntsville, Alabama. Right? Like I've seen him do that work when there was no cameras, there was no Instagram, there was no IG live. It was just I'm just out here putting that work in, and I really had to follow that same path. But then I realized from him, like, oh, this can actually be a business. Yeah. And then I would probably say I was speaking for about maybe two, close to three years when I came across this encounter with this little girl that was going to commit suicide, and I'll share that story another day. Um, but, bro, I quit my job and went all in mm. at that moment because mm. I realized, like, okay, I know they got a little... And I figured, like, I would do well for myself. Like, I wasn't going to be out here homeless. I didn't think I'd yeah. be building wealth like this, yeah, yeah, but I was yeah. like, I'm going to be okay. Right. But I, but I was just like, man, if this little girl was going to check out and commit suicide, but because of my story, she wanted to live. Like, that's the heart factor. Yeah. And so I yeah. tapped in and went all in from there. 
Yeah, no. Um, I definitely went all in with E. I was young. I didn't have a family, per se, at the <laughs> time. And um, I just wanted to learn, man. Like, I was hungry. And so I think, you know, one of the things that E was doing at the time was just kind of working the network he had. Right. And that's one right. of the things we always talk to our speakers right. about is people always like, how did I get started? How did I get started? Somebody told me the other day, we was on the call, and was like, yo, I just joined the program. I'm ready to get active. Where should I start? And I was like, what do you do? They was like, I speak in schools. I was like, you know any principals? You know any, you know what I mean? Anybody? And they was like, yeah. They was like, I do, actually. I was like, my cousin is that, that, that. And they were able to get three gigs in a matter like of that. a week. Just like Just that. using their own network and tapping their own network. So when E and I started, it was crazy because, you know, coming from like Oakwood and that area, it's such a tight-knit group. Mm-hmm. So all the gigs that we had early on, um, were like with church related, yep, right? Absolutely. So we would go to do a week of prayer, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it, I, I grew up Catholic. I didn't know what a week of prayer was. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we pray for a whole week straight, <laughs> but a week of prayer essentially was where he would go preach Monday through Friday yep. or Monday through Saturday. Every single night mm-hmm. he would preach, and then he would preach Saturday morning, and then we would do work on the side, right? Like like schools, etc. So we would go to Orange, New Jersey, for example, and we would be at a church. During the evening and during the day, we would go to the schools. Right. And it might have been a small check here or there, nothing major, but we were actively getting those reps up as a crew. It was allowing me to see, like, okay, what does this business look like? What does this look like to be able to charge? I can still remember the first time we charged. It was um, actually a group paid us called National Black Business Council. Hmm. And we went out to Crenshaw, California, working in, you know, gang prevention and all of that kind of stuff. And I remember just seeing, like, Oh, okay, this is what it looks like to get a sponsorship for an mm-hmm. event. This is what it looks like to get a check. And I just remember that instilling so much confidence in me to be like, okay, it's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's not life-changing right now, mm-hmm. but this is a industry in which you can get paid. Right. And right. so those were like our first origins of how we were actually getting paid. Do you remember like your first check in hand like with your name on it that was like, yo, Jeremy Anderson, thank you for speaking here? I I don't remember the first small one, but I remember the first big mm. one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that the one you sent me that picture of? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, when we on. tell that, when we tell oh, that. please. Uh, so check this out. So I was getting up until this point. This is probably maybe seven, eight years ago. I was getting, you know, starting off five hundred dollars, three hundred dollars yep. to little yep. churches. Mm-hmm. Then it got to a love point. offering. Oh, for sure, the we love got hit offering. with the love offering. Yeah, the many love offering. Time. And that was like that was like gambling. It wasn't always a lot of love in the love. Yeah, offering. it you know was. But then, no. I, but I've been in some big churches where it was like yeah. ah, and I've been in some small ones where it's a few doctors and oh, engineers yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, bless me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the love offering two, three, five hundred. You know. But then when I quit my job, I was like, okay, I need. Like at least a thousand, then fifteen hundred, and begin to slowly grow up. And I think up until this point, I probably gotten I was averaging like maybe five thousand mm-hmm. fifty seven, like seventy five hundred was like the max I'd ever gotten, which is a ton of money. Yeah, right. And at the time, oh my god, oh I'm thinking five thousand. I'm like fam, I can pay my mortgage for the next three months. Fam, like, this that's is amazing, all you, bro. That was all oh, the math we would do. Like wait, I could, this wait, bro. this would take care. of. Yep. This is, and I could do a little date night and might be able to get some right. little uh, some little nights, you know what I'm saying? Come on. So so but I'll never forget I had a gig in uh in Michigan. Yeah. And um and Come they on. paid me twenty five thousand dollars in one day, right? And so they sent me the check for five thousand dollars as a deposit. That's when yep. I knew it was real. Yeah. And when it came in, it came in on the on the form they filled out two five zero zero zero, but there was no comma. Mm. So my wife was like, 
This says their budget is twenty five thousand, but, but it they, could be two hundred and fifty. She wasn't even saying <laughs> it <laughs> could she, be two fifty. Hey, but she wasn't even saying she wasn't even saying it could be. She yeah. was like, they meant to put twenty five hundred, mm. and I was offended. I was like, how you know? How you know it ain't twenty five grand? She was like, <laughs> we'll call them and find out. She had that energy, mm. but we called them, and they was like, yep, twenty five thousand dollars. Does that work? I was like, yeah, I think I think we can work. We can make something shake with that, that, right? I can make something shake. Oh man! And as excited as I was when I got the deposit, I knew it was real. Then I showed up three weeks later, and I spoke again, and they handed me that check of twenty thousand. That's the one I sent you. Yep, yep. I sent it to Tracy. I sent it to E. And uh, and I called E thinking we was gonna have an emotional moment. Yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. played me, dog. Yeah, yeah, I called E like E, you get the picture. I'm uh, my voice all it. choked up. We made it. Thank you for believing in me. I'm saying yeah. all of that. He's like, oh yeah, I see that. Praise God. Get used to it. Hey, I gotta go. Love you, bye. Click and just hung up. That was. I it. was like, hello, E, you there? Yeah, <laughs> you know what right, I'm right, right, right. But he was he was literally about backstage about to take yep. the stage. Yep. But I remember when he was like, oh yeah, praise God. Get used to it. Mm-hmm. I love you, Bob. Bro, when he said get used to it, yeah. I ain't going to lie, dog. That messed with my head. Because mm. at that time, bro, I remember just a few years prior thinking like, man, if I can make $2,000 a month, that's $24,000 yeah, yeah. a year. You just you, you you initially worried about replacing your job income. Right. Right? Like, hey, if right. I could just make what I was making on the job, maybe a little bit more for insurance, for sure. taxes, stuff for sure. like that, then I'm good to go. For sure. And me and my wife, what I didn't tell y'all is that you know, when we quit our, when I quit my job, you know, I told my wife and she was like, bumped it, I'm quitting too. Mm-hmm. So now we walking away from six figures. Like we was doing good for ourselves. We yeah. just built our first home. Yeah. But, th- but when that check came, I, I knew before that check, you know, 3,500, some gigs, some gigs, 5,000, some gigs, up as much as 7,000. This is about seven, eight years ago. I was thinking like, I'm going to do good. I'm making six figures. When I got 25, yeah. I said, oh, I'm going to be wealthy. Mm. I knew then if I could yeah, do this yeah, in yeah. one day, yeah. $25,000 just got sent to my account in one day. Yep. I was just like, by changing lives, and let me tell the whole story. See, I was speaking yeah. for a school district. It was a group of teachers in this whole district, but they only gave me the teachers who had students who were deaf, mm. students who were blind, students with special needs, um, students wheelchair bound. Because mm. you know, those teachers is really going through it. Of course. It's one yeah. thing to have kids in your class that can walk and talk and be bad behavior. But now you got to do sign language. They, yeah, they read yeah. with Braille. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like that's And they autistic. Like that's a lot more taxing. Yeah, and man, yeah. they just brought me in and I just loved on them. I poured into them. I did my session. And yeah. during lunch, I didn't even have time to eat because there was one woman that was really emotional. I was like, you okay? She was like, my husband fighting cancer. And I just ministered to her, prayed with her, didn't even have time to eat lunch, bro. Mm. And that, that moment had an effect on people. And when I left... They they was talking about next year's conference. Yeah. And they were like, these are the speakers that we're looking up. Yeah. And somebody in the in this like a banquet hall, somebody was just like, Can we just have Jeremy back next year? Mm. And everybody was like, Yeah. <laughs> Literally, right there on the spot, they voted unanimously to bring me back. Yep. And was like, hmm. we'll pay. And then they called Ebony, my assistant, was like, if you can make it happen, we'll raise the budget to thirty thousand dollars next year. So that's what happens when you keep your heart pure. Come on. When you show up and you ministry focused. When I showed up and spoke to them, see, I, pro- I put this on everything I love and above, bro. I would have gave the same passion, the same yeah. heart, the same prayer. I would have did the same thing if they had paid me $2,000. Yeah, facts. Like facts. The, the amount of money that they paid me had nothing to do with the quality of my message. 
And I believe yeah, I ain't at gonna that lie. time. The higher the budget, the better my message gets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when they pay me that big fee, I come oh, with it. Bro. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah. No, uh, no, I understand what you're saying completely. Yeah. And you think about it. Again, think about this industry, y'all. Jeremy just said he locked up 55000 with mm-hmm. one, one school. school yeah. Right. Essentially for two years mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when you're able to do that, and that happens often, mm-hmm. right? When you go in and you kill it and they like, mm-hmm. we want you back because mm-hmm. we do this every mm-hmm. year. Now you've got 30,000 to the home team for next year mm-hmm. already accounted for. Already accounted for. Off one school. Crazy, right? So then it's like you continue to do that. And I think that's what's dope about the industry. And that's what I didn't realize because, you know, I was always thinking like, well, I'm looking at my high school. We ain't got no money. Hmm. Or this school ain't got no money, or that school ain't got no money. And I tell people all the time, and and you know, here here's maybe a jewel that you know we'll get into a little later. Um, you don't always have to say you're a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. right? Schools don't always have budgets, is what I learned for a motivational speaker. Right. So I would call and try to get e booked, and they would be like, "Well, yeah, we really like him, and we like what he does, but we don't have a budget for motivational speaker." Mm-hmm. I didn't know. They did have a budget for consulting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, some principals were forward thinking enough to right, for make sure. the connection for, for sure. me. For sure. But then once I started peeping game, I was like, oh, they have in-service. Like, right. remember, so y'all remember back in the day when you used to get a half day and they used to be like, the teachers have in-service? Mm-hmm. They were bringing in consultants to teach to the teachers yep. at that time. And I didn't realize it. And then I was like, oh, that's what y'all doing? Oh, he could be one of the people who Absolutely. comes in and... <laughs> and so that's how we started. Now, when we would get there, they would be like, all right, cool. We want them to motivationally speak to the whole school. Right. But for budget purposes, we're going to call this a teacher training. Absolutely. You know, and so I think there, you know, if, if you understand the terminology and understand how to present yourself, yep. you know, a lot of times there's more money in a lot of these school districts or, you know, just places that you wouldn't normally think have a huge budget. I know everybody. Let me tell you something. Can I just be 100% real? Come on. He would get paid. He has been paid more by high schools and middle schools, I would say, than he has the NFL or NBA. Hmm. Wow. I want you to think about that. Wow. All of y'all out there that's like, nah, not corporate. Corporate right. is, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, top yeah. dog. I'm going to yeah, just right, keep it real. Right, right. Right. Corporate, they got. Right. And they, and listen, corporate has to spend it because they're going to pay taxes anyway. Absolutely. So they they have to do Absolutely. professional development. It's not even a question. So they set aside millions of dollars for personal development. But people always hit me like, oh, yeah, I want to speak for the NFL, bro. My goal is, and again, to to each his own. I'm just trying to tell you, Mm -hmm. in terms of financially lucrative, (laughs) NFL, NBA, even college football and basketball, it's not what you think. Right. Because because they're so used to everybody, like, fanning out, wanting to speak Mm -hmm. for them. Like, oh, if I, you know, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan and I get in, like, so it is what it is. But, yeah. again, it could be a leverage point. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Sometimes it is good to have on your resume, hey, I spoke to the Chicago Bears. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. something to put on your resume. But in terms of financially, yeah. what I realized once we started knocking down some of the barriers are, oh, these school districts do have money if you present yourself right. right. And when we go in there, bro, he was changing the test scores. Oh, facts. Bro, teachers were yeah, re-engaged. Oh man, it was yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah, bro. and I and I'll say this, man. Sometimes when it comes to uh, speaking, whatever industries, right? We gonna talk about all industries, right? Yep, but specifically yep. schools, I will say this: I've gotten my biggest checks 
from the smallest districts. Mm. Bro, if I'm in one of the biggest Period. districts in yeah. Houston or Illinois, Chicago, yeah. and, and they got and they yeah. got twelve different board members, yep. and they and they got to jump yeah. through all these hoops, bro. They ain't trying to cut that check, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. But I went to one little school, small um district yep. in Louisiana, bro, and they one day of work they had one hundred and ten thousand dollars for me. And I spoke. Actually, it was two days. I spoke twice one day and three times the next day. But I'm, what are we talking about? Come dog? on. 110,000. But it was a small district. Yep. They didn't have to jump through hoops. I seen the little service letter a signature. It was the superintendent, the attendant, and one other person Come from on. the district. They didn't have to go before a board. So some of these smaller ah. districts will have the biggest budgets, and you don't have to jump through as many hoops. And so that's just something to know. Like you never know what opportunity you gonna put yourself in. And I and I built my brand and my business, and I know C and E has, yep. and so many other speakers that's a part of the academy that we mentor have built their stuff off of one opportunity, opens up another, yep. it opens up another, it opens up another. It's like that domino effect, man. And um it's amazing. Yeah, you know, um for us, man, I'm I'm thinking back to those early you know, times and it's like, man, you could just see um, exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Like one gig should be three gigs. Mm-hmm. And if you take that approach to make one gig, three gigs, and there's strategies and things that we, you know, teach people how mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. to get those extra engagements mm-hmm. off of that mm-hmm. one, it's like, man, it becomes a chain reaction. And then you look at yourself now mm-hmm. or Inky or E, where now you have, 10 times the request, 20 right. times the request right. and you can actually fulfill. Right. And there's a process to building <laughs> right, to that right, level. Right, right, right. You know, and I think that's deep, but man, you just, Maybe we talk about that next week. Yeah, too, yeah, no, got, let, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's discuss that for sure. That's good. Um, I'm just trying to think, man, what what, what did you do? Let's 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 figure out cuz I know what I did with my first check. My first check, like real check, was 5 grand. Okay. And I think he got like 10 or 15 and uh, I took that five grand, and I took half of that joint <laughs> and went and copped that engagement ring. Oh, I'm sure. talking about right off the rip. As oh, soon as I got back sure. from Cali, boom, I hit to the jeweler, got that oh, ring. Sure. Uh, spent that. <laughs> I spent maybe about twenty six hundred straight up. So you know, I had to put a couple dollars aside, had to pay rent, yeah. all of that. But uh, what did you do with your first? I guess you could so. The, the you can go the first big check or you can go one of your first small checks. I don't, I don't with the smaller ones. I don't remember. I will say this. I will say this. Um, don't eat your seeds. Mm. When I first when I first would speak, it was different when I was working because it's like I got fifteen hundred. I could just throw that in savings because I still got my. But when I quit my job and went yeah, all yeah. in, it's like man, every dollar adds yeah. up. Yeah. And so I had to be super disciplined. The first few years, I wasn't taking extra trips. Even if I got thirty five hundred, I wasn't splurging. I was putting that back into video. Yeah, I was paying for a flight for another person to come and travel with yep. me to film it, to videotape it. Like I continued to put back into my business because not only do I got to pay my bills, but now that I walked away from this great job, four hundred one k healthcare benefits, salary, now I still got to pay extra in Obamacare. As much as I love Obama, like Obamacare was busting our heads, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like we got to now put so much more back in. Yeah. And so whenever I did have a little extra, I could go and buy some J's or go shopping or take a trip. But I'd be like, no, nah, let me put that back into a new video right. or a camera right. Right. or some more content so that I can really right. build my brand. And so that's what I began to do. But when we got that 20,000 board, we did take a fire Disney mm. cruise. 
Hmm. Yeah. Oh, we did Disney Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. we you know we finally went uh, based off your word. Oh yeah. yeah the we first went. time we went, it was just me and Tracy. We didn't even had no kids. That's crazy. And we did not feel guilty about it. Uh, that no. thing was fire. No, no, no. <laughs> you want to see excellence. Oh, bro. Nah, they gonna charge you, but it's they, excellence. Nah, they for gonna sure. tax you. You know what I'm saying? When I seen Elsa walk down in the theater at the play and oh, everything yeah. turned to ice, I was yeah. like, okay, this is some witchcraft. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, how yeah. No, 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 doing no. this. Yeah, they doing it different. Phenomenal, bro. Straight up. Live there, I'm like, how you, y'all magicians, how did the floor turn to ice, bro? Anyway, because Disney ain't paying us. No, they not. But they I not. did take a cruise. Come on. And it was amazing. And, it was, and I can't express okay. enough how much speaking and changing lives has changed me and my family's life. And we're going to dig into that in the podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but we get out of here on this episode one, man. We just wanted to do an introductory episode yeah. to kind of introduce what the show was going to be about. Man, we're going to have guests on here, speakers who are on the come up, who are making twenty five hundred, five thousand. We're gonna have some speakers on here who, you know, eclipse the twenty thousand, thirty thousand range. And we're gonna bring you just a myriad of people who are gonna be able to pour into you and kind of show you what this industry has to offer. Um but we want to start this segment on the show called The Butcher's Cut. Hmm. Now, for anybody who's not familiar, the butcher's cut, hmm. if you ever been to a real butcher, the butcher's cut is kind of like that special cut that the butcher keeps to himself. Hmm. It's like, you know, if I imagine if I'm actually the one butchering up this whole cow mm -hmm. and I know the perfect piece, mm -hmm. that won't go on to me and my family. Mm -hmm. And so I told Jeremy, man, we're going to do this segment called The Butcher's Cut, yeah. where the man himself actually drops the knowledge that usually is kept internally. Mm -hmm. He's going to give it to y'all. So, Jeremy, what's the butcher's cut of the day? Man, the butcher cut of the day, I would have to say, is um, is is a strategy to get additional opportunities to turn one gig into a tour. Mm. So my butcher's cup would be if I'm coming in to speak to Deani Du High School, I'm not just coming to speak to that school. Once it's locked in and it's a deposit set, I'm, I'm asking the school one, can you refer some other schools, some other principals, some other people in the local area? And then I incentivize it. I done told them, hey, it's only 5000 for me to come. But if you can book me two other schools, I'll reduce your price to three thousand. Mm -hmm. Brother, you know what they now they mm -hmm. advocating for me. Oh, let me call Patricia at the neighbor high school. Like, mm -hmm. just don't talk to their football team because that's our rival. But the kids, <laughs> I'm like, bet. And so they would yeah. begin to do that. And sometimes they was like, ah, we'll see. I'm mm -hmm. like, bump that. We're gonna call ourselves. So now me and my team will call and say, hey, Jeremy Anderson, the district is bringing Jeremy Anderson in for a tour. While he's there, Keyword like, tour. for a tour, would you like him to stop by at your school? The benefits are you don't have to pay for his flight, you don't have to pay for his hotel, and you can get his powerful message at a reduced price. Mm. And, and so that would be my butcher's cut. And mm. so we've shown people in our community how to take one engagement and turn that sucker into three, four, or five different engagements mm. all in one or two days. Man, that's amazing. And not only that, when you go back to do the branding and marketing from the videographer standpoint... <sighs> You have a tour now. Bro, it's a movie. And now everybody's saying, I want to be a part of that tour. That's Absolutely. the butcher's cut of the day. Listen, yeah. man, as always, we are presented by Next Level Speakers Academy, man. If you are somebody you know has the gift to speak, wants to be able to speak, wants to be able to monetize their gift at Next Level Speakers Academy, Jeremy and I, along with Inky Johnson and Eric Thomas, the best in the world, uh, are teaching you how to do it, man. Uh, go to nextlevelspeakersacademy.com. Sign up today. And, uh, Jay, anything else you want to leave to the people? Man, we'll see y'all next week. Stop Outta playing. Here. Love. Let's go.